Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome to It's Still Real to Me, Zaslow Show 2.0. Every Saturday, we cover the hottest stories, a recap of the week that was in the world of pro wrestling of course, I'm Jonathan Zaslow. My pal is Joey Levin. Joey, we're getting really good response, I think, to the first. Uh, this is the third weekend of It's Still Real to Me. And I, I could tell you, I'm I'm getting a really good response. How are you doing today? You all right? It's early this morning. You good? Uh, yeah, we're doing it. It's a little bit early. but it's early. I, it, it's a little early. But you know what? I You sent me one of those reviews where someone gave me a little bit of praise. It made me feel good about myself. So I appreciate you guys out there. I, I really, it feels good that the, that the fans, that the Zazlo show fans like the show. 
And uh, yeah, it is early. So all I've been doing all morning is <laughs> trying to figure out which superstar slash professional wrestler's name will I forget this week? Will it be Liv Morgan? Will it be Solo Sokoa? Will it be somebody else? We'll find out. So here's what we're doing this week. All right. And, and love everyone's support. Of course, uh, everything related to Zaslow Show 2.0 is brought to us by the title sponsor, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Uh, if you got any kind of injury, 800-747-FREE. Those are my guys over there believing in me and uh, everything about this show from the very start. And uh, and we got some more sponsors, by the way, coming real soon, Joey. All right. This thing is growing, Zaslow Show 2.0. And that also means it's still real to me. It's growing. So here's what we got, though. If you're listening right now or you're watching on the YouTube, um, we, 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 we're we going to recap the week in pro wrestling and we're leading up to AEW Full Gear tonight, which is exciting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Today's a Brick Sports Day. And we're giving you a bonus episode tomorrow. All right. That's one of the things I really like about, you know, doing Zaslow Show 2.0 here, Joey, is, you know, like, I'm totally in charge, obviously. And let's let's do an extra show tomorrow because uh, today we'll, we'll react to the weekend pro wrestling like normal. And tomorrow we're going to do... Tomorrow morning, we'll do a, an AEW full gear recap. So th- this, this is a big week for us. Yeah, why why punish the people for supporting us, right? Why preview a show that's going to happen 18 hours from now and not recap it the next right, – right away? The people want to wake up on a Sunday morning after a pay-per-view or a premium live event, and they want to hear Zaslow Show 2.0. They want to hear it's still real to me, so let's give it to them. So we'll get to AEW Full Gear, the big stories going into tonight. We'll get to that coming up. And, of course, we close every episode of It's Still Real to Me with Big Dirt or Not Big Dirt. I mean, you got to find out what's going on, Dirt Sheets. So first up, though, let's start with Monday Night Raw. And based on our conversation last week, the thing we wanted to start the show, the thing with the, the big story, right? What was the big story we wanted them to kick off the show because we needed an explanation over theory. We wanted to see what what was going on with Austin Theory. Absolutely, or theory is he is he Austin? Theory? No, I think he's Austin Theory again. Okay. Yeah, Austin yeah. Theory. Absolutely, they had to start the show. Now, I thought they would start the show with Austin Theory. It's just as well the way they did it. They started with Rollins, okay, and Rollins addressed. You know, oh, oh, a stupid kid, you know, trying to cast in on me, you know. So Theory was addressed in the opening segment, which, of course, led to Mustafa Ali and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley reasserting he's a heel. He's a full-blown heel now, okay? But they started off the show with Rollins, Theory, and getting a little bit of that. And, of course, you know, late in the show, we were able to hear from Theory. But first hour of Raw, I think the big takeaway, the big story, right, is... We're not getting a a traditional Survivor Series match, which, by the way, I don't think we're getting any traditional Survivor Series no, matches. No, After we're getting now that we're getting yeah, AJ Aiden... versus Finn one on one. Which Joey, I got to tell you, for me, that's the way to go. I don't mind it, and I think I don't. The only thing about it is what I was wondering is, does that mean that this is the blow off for that feud? Like, is that feud is that is it done now? Because I know we're going to talk about the women's Survivor or the women's War Games. But like it was a little confusing to me because it's they brought in Mia Yim to be part of the OC to solve the Rhea problem. But now they're not having a Survivor Series match, but they're both in war games, which we'll talk about later. So 
is she actually part of the OC or is she just going to be that's a, a good, singles that's a good competitor? Question because last week we, it, it looked like she was going to be part of the OC and they really, uh, for me, they made it clear. She's not in the OC. She's yeah, just their friend. Yeah. I actually think I don't want to go too far ahead. I actually think they're setting her up to do something with Bailey. It looks like, but I don't know. But yeah, I, I thought last week she was debuting as a member yeah. of the OC and I think they made it pretty clear she's, yeah, she's just their pal. She's someone who yeah. they could rely on. They called her up. Hey, we got a problem here with Rhea. Can you come and help us out? You know, we're the OC. We need Mia Yim's help. She's she's not part of the OC. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm totally yeah. good. You know, look, you, you can help out, uh, you know, another faction without actually being in the faction. So does that mean that her help is that she'll be at ringside for the one-on-one match so that Rhea can't probably like, interfere? Is that that's her help? Okay. That's I think fine. so, because there has to be some kind of, I mean, not a payoff because they are going to be in the cage together, but yeah, like part of solving the problem is is stopping her from interfering. So I, I, I think all parties will be outside. I think you're going to have the Good Brothers and Mia Yim in one corner, and I think you're going to have Priest and Dominic uh, and and Rhea in in the other corner. I think that's the way it's going to look, right? I wonder if it's going to be like they're all going to come out as they normally do, or is it going to be uh, you know Logan Paul Roman Reigns ish, where people are just getting entrances in the middle of matches? Hmm. You know what I did like uh, at the end of that, at the end of the whole you know sequence there, at the end of the whole segment where Mia was challenging Rhea to come in the ring, challenging her for a physical encounter. And Rhea, who I know she made an appearance in NXT, you know, like a couple months ago, uh, you know, that one night where everybody was like returning, you know, and, but she, other than that, has not been physical on television. I know she's doing house shows. She has not been physical on television in months. And I thought that, like, I think it's really cool the way they're presenting her now. They're making her, like, a big deal. She teased getting in the ring with Mia and getting physical and said, nah, F it. I'll see you at Survivor Series. Like, they've really done a great job at making Rhea into a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think to your to that point and to your, at your point and Michael Cole's point a couple weeks ago, they've made it that she's essentially Someone's weird, gotta I- kick her ass! But 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 I will say after this week's Raw, maybe the leader's Dominic Mysterio. Like Dominic Mysterio is turning it's into fantastic. this like incredible heel. That backstage it's segment fantastic. that he had with um with, with Damian Priest and Shelton Benjamin, yeah, where Damian Priest is talking and he's just behind him. It was again. I don't I I don't like to say this because Eddie Guerrero is one of the best of all time, but it was very Eddie Guerrero ish the way he was behind him and repeating him. It was it was great heel work. And then when he's in the ring, the way he like does the little heel stuff, the, the great way he chicken shit ring, heel. The, way, the way he plays up the crowd and gets them to hate him. He has become very, very good at it. And, you know, we already saw with the Judgment Day. We had the legend edge start it. And then the young, younger Finn Balor take over and they turn on him. Now you have an even younger Dominic with a little bit older Finn. Could it be something where the these young guys, because Damian Priest, Rhea, and Dominic are really young in their careers. Finn's been around forever. Yeah. 
even before WWE, could they turn on Finn? And now it's there. Now it's Rhea leading them to like, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. That might be kind of something. And it, it would seem we're not going to get the payoff of Rhea and Beth Phoenix. I'm guessing we're looking at Royal Rumble, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. So just, well, <clears throat> just to put it, I guess a bow on the one-on-one match. Give me, give me uh, Finn and AJ all day. Right, yeah, I mean, that's just a great match, right? Yeah. Like you, you can't have and too much of that. And this is next weekend, right? Survivor Series, yeah, is next the week, Saturday Thanksgiving, night, right? Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. Um, that's so, the way it was when I was a kid. I'm a little bit older than you. Survivor Series, which I think the first year of Survivor Series was '89, '88 or '89, and Survivor Series was originally on Thanksgiving. It was originally on the Thursday. It was a thank. the The whole motto was a Thanksgiving night tradition. Oh, it yeah. used to be on Thanksgiving. Is that and that's where is that where the gobbledygooker debuted? Of course, yeah, uh, the- gobbledygooker was either the first Survivor Series or the second one. But all of that was, you know, part of yeah. Survivor Series is a Thanksgiving Day thing. Well, so I wonder though, is this leading towards them getting rid of Survivor Series because there's no Survivor Series? Are they just going to change it to War Games? Well, I think the. First of all, I, I love that we're getting war games for the first time ever in WWE. I mean, obviously, they brought it back for NXT, but it's, it's never been a WWE match. Am I wrong? No, it's it hasn't. But it's a little, you know, I, I was thinking about it when you, you saw that Kevin Owens is hurt a little bit, right? Yeah. Like he, he, he hurt his MCL, I think, yeah. on a house show. And there was rumor speculation. Will he be ready? Will he not? And then my thought was. Why is how is Cody not unless he's really not healthy? Oh, he's not ready. I don't know. I mean, how do, you, how do we know? There's that. Well, it's not in Big Dirt, not a Big Dirt, because I didn't think he was big enough to make the list. But they, they have been saying he's close. Like he said, he's close. I mean, if but, he's but close, you got the reason save I say that, that for, for the turn of the year. But the reason I say that is we talked about how Cody would be good to go up against the bloodline because he has a bloodline in this in this sport, right? But his father created war games. Ah, yeah. Dusty right. Rhodes created yeah. War Games. Yeah, that's when they right. started Blood and Guts in AEW, Cody was the one who introduced it because Dusty was the one who invented it. So it would have been pretty cool for him to be in the first War Games in WWE. And I, if just based, I don't obviously don't know Cody Rhodes, but just based on listening to that guy cut promos, he's probably pissed that he's not in the first War Games in WWE. I mean, look, Survivor Series War Games. It goes together. My guess is this is going to be permanent Survivor Series. Survivor Series is a War Games event. That's okay. what I think we're getting going forward. Um, are you? Can we, I just can we? Uh, oh, are we? I, I, sorry, I don't want to step on step on you there. Are we done? Are, we're so we're good. AJ Finn, we're yeah. we, we like that match. We think yeah. it's, it could be the blow off for that feud. We don't really know what's next for either, but it should be interesting to see where it goes from here. We kind of like. I kind of think we kind of like glossed over theory, right? We we kind of like jumped past it, right? Oh no, like, be, no, but but the big theory stuff came late in the show, so we're, gotcha, we're gonna gotcha, we're gonna build gotcha, back gotcha. to it. We'll build back to it. Uh, I want to make a pit okay. stop real quick. Are you interested? Do you like the build up? What they've been doing with Miz and Loomis because you had Miz TV and Not that really. totally set up Miz Loomis Survivor Series for a WWE contract. I love the Miz. I think the Miz has always been great. I think you no, know, every iteration of him has been fun. I don't. I don't like Johnny Gargano's role in all of this. I think it's cheesy. I think and it's weird too. He he he's great. Like he's a he's always been really good on the mic. He's obviously incredible in the ring. This whole like I'm gonna blow the whistle. Um, it's it feels it feels very Vince ish. Which 
you need some of that, I guess. Still, it's still an entertainment product, but it's a little like too cheesy. And I'm glad they're finally going to have their match and and this will be over. And Dexter Loomis will win and he'll Is get Is there his. any way, hear me out for a second here. Is there any way, and I don't know what the timetable is for injury, but Gargano is, you know, Gargano and Loomis have a history because of Indy Hartwell, who I love, by the way. And, and you got Miz and his pal before he got hurt was Tommaso Ciampa. Is there any possibility that whenever it is that Champa's returning from injury that we can now hit on that history a little bit. And now you got Gargano involved with Champa because of the other two guys. Sure. I mean, I, I think ideally as much as Champa and Gargano can be, can work together on the main roster. That is what you want. Those guys, whether it's as a tag team or feuding, I mean, the stuff they did the matches for those of you listening, if you if you haven't seen uh, Gargano and Champa's like like their, I think it was their last man standing match in NXT that was one of their final matches or any of their matches in NXT that were one on one, you missed incredible wrestling. It's like, probably was, the all time greatest NXT feud, right? Yeah, it's it's up there. I mean, there was some early day. Uh, like when KO first came in and like Nakamura had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in NXT when he won the title. Um, And then even if you go back, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, best of three falls was one of the greatest matches of all time. But in terms of like overall feuds, yeah, because why? Because they're, they're real life best friends, right? You know, it's like, it's why Sami and KO is such a compelling thing when it was in NXT and on the main roster. There's everybody who watches knows their real life best friends. So yeah, do it on the main roster too. And it could happen with or without the Miz, by the way. Like it should happen. But, but yeah, it could happen. But I think this, you know, Dexter gets his contract and then I think they move on for a little bit. Maybe when when uh, Champa comes back, maybe they go back to it. So now let's get to the, the real meat of Monday Night Raw, which like you mentioned there, we were looking forward to Austin Theory. You got to give me some type of explanation. Why were you cashing in for the u.s title you, you look like a like a huge nerd we got to get some type of explanation so you get the backstage promo from theory where he's giving his explanation and essentially i thought this was an excellent promo they're clearly trying th- they're changing up the character a little bit it seems he's not going to be uh you know he's not going to have that goofy element anymore they're, they're not going to do the cell phone anymore the selfies they're not doing that anymore He's got a little bit of edge to him. And he the main thing that I took from it, Joey, he's more alive than ever, he's been saying. The briefcase was an anchor. And now he's able to get back to, you know, focusing and being what he wants to be. And he told you, look, I tried several times to cash in on Roman Reigns. The bloodline stopped me. He did. I think he tried three times, two or three yeah. times. I, I tried several times to cash in. It's impossible and I kind of dug that explanation. What do you think? Yeah, no, I thought it was, I think it's, it was, again, just sort of proof that whether it's Cole or even Triple H or somebody uncreative is listening to Zazzle Show 2.0. Because it's give, basically. Give him a chance to explain it, you know? I mean, it's chance. exactly what we, what you were asking for and I agreed with. Like, we need to have some type of yeah, legit explanation. explanation. Like, why are you cashing in on the U.S. title and losing? And, you know, we're in such like a shotgun society when it comes to social media and everything. And everyone wants to know everything right away. It's like, hey, can, can you let the story breathe a little bit? Maybe we're going to find out in a few days 
what the explanation was. Yep. And not only was it a good explanation, but he killed it. Like he killed the explanation. He killed the mic work because there was a moment there where I was like, is this going to be like some kind of corny face turn? Like, oh, I'm I'm going to come back better Uh, than ever. But then it was like it was like, no, 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 no. Everyone's holding me down. I'm not the kid anymore, and you're gonna find out. And then your boy comes in, Dolph, and then we yeah. get that, and that, which was which is always good when we can get a little bit of Dolph. But uh, yeah, no, I, I thought he, I thought they crushed the explanation, and I thought Theory it himself looked better than he has in WWE. And by the way, what how old is this guy? Twenty three. I mean, young. this he he truly does. I, I don't. He skipped NXT, went straight to the main roster. It's probably because of Vince. I mean, he's got all the upside in the world, this guy. And this is this is a good – I think this is a good spot for him. Well, and I'll also tell you, I think Theory has looked good. You got to think about how many different roles they've had Theory play over the last, I think it's three-plus years, okay? Because I remember him doing the stuff in the uh, – you know, went in the performance center during COVID. So really over the last three years, you think of everything they've had theory to do. And for me, he's knocked it out of the park each time. He's been with Rollins's crew. Remember, he was part of Rollins' mm-hmm. crew with AOP. He was part of Zelina Vega's crew when he was with Angel Garcia and, and Andrade. Oh, yeah, that's right. Angel wow. Garza and Andrade. He was inexplicably part of that crew. Uh, he was, of course, with the Gargano family, with mm-hmm. Candice and with Indy. And I loved him. I mean, he played like, you know, like he was a huge dork, you know, but I loved him there. And he played the role where he's Vince's chosen one. He, and- he, had, a, he had a major role in one of the all time. Let me tell Zazzo, the one of the all time greatest gimmicks, storyline, whatever you want to call it. And we're still we still want to know. Everyone still wants to know where's the egg? Where is the egg? And and theory had a huge role. You remember this, right? Where is the egg? Yep. When the rock? What movie was that? Oh, <laughs> uh, what movie was it? Was it Hidden uh, National? Tre- was it a National Treasure? No, it was something no. It along was a movie with. Was it a movie with the Rock? Yeah, it was the Rock, and there was like an egg. And what, Vince, yeah, right, right, right. What remember Vince? Come, Vince, Vince shows up to the arena. Yeah, Everyone, Rise Vince here gets into the limo. Yeah, and everyone's cheering because Vince has the egg, and then the egg gets stolen. <laughs> And Somebody theory at was Zaslow right in the middle show of on it. Twitter. You hit me up at Zaslow show. What movie Can I tell was you, that egg from? My four-year-old niece, every time I talk to her, she still wants to know where the egg is. So theory is goes down in history. Theory's for the kid. He And now he's got this role. Like They've had him do a lot of different things. And look, if you hate him, I know there's a lot of people hate him. If you hate him, the same thing with Dominic, man. He's doing his freaking job then. Like, it's really yeah, good. No, if Dominic, you hate him, yeah. it's really good. 100%. 100%. Well, there's two that we'll, I, we, I think we're going to get to it in Raw. There are two people right now that I actually genuinely hate, and you should hate them, but I don't hate them because they're good heels. I just hate them. But, um, yeah. So, and, and finally, I want to touch on, you know, so you, you had a great match with Theory and Ziggler, but the, the, the story was Theory goes crazy. He's got a super edge to him. He wants to beat the shit out of Ziggler, beat the shit out of anyone. I did like. In the setup to the match, Ziggler referencing I, I love callbacks, man. And they've been doing more and more of this since Triple H took over. And Theory referencing how he had the greatest cash in ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, you yeah, blew it. Because it, it was. It and genuinely I, was. Well, it, you know, look, for me, it was it's, up there. It was up numbered, there. It used to be number one. Rollins is the greatest ever. It was number one until Rollins. Co- well, so, okay. So that's true. It, like, like context wise, like what it meant. Yes. 
But pop wise, never better than Dolph. The pop that Dolph got when he that when he yeah. cashed in, it's one of the it was ever. it and it was on a Raw, and that crowd was so. Yeah, it was I mean, Raw after Mania in New York. Yeah, right? and and it was Raw after Mania, and people, it was almost it was. Well, because we were waiting almost a year. It was Debry before Debry, right? It was like the crowd wanted Dolph so bad. They've been they're begging for Dolph. Like yeah. he, there's guys that cashed in, like Rollins. It's like Rollins comes to the main roster. He's going to be a champion at some point. Hey, we know. So he cashes in, and it's awesome. And context wise, it's one of the greatest cash ins ever. But when Dolph cashed in, you it was like goosebumps. You're like the crowd went so. Yeah. I liked insane. him revisiting that. I love that yeah. shit, man. And, and finally, the, the show essentially closed out with um, uh, Rhea is joining Damage Control for War Games. I yeah. think Dakota Kai, I know that group's a little bit weird, but I think Dakota Kai is doing really great work with that group. Her personality comes out. Uh, she's kind of like she's sneaky. I think she Don't does she- a, a real good job showing that she's like the sneaky one. Don't you think it's interesting that the last couple of weeks she's been the one that's talking? Yeah, I think she's like, not Bailey. Fantastic. Yeah, but it's it's interesting, right? That like it hasn't been Bailey like in the backstage segments or when they're like recruiting people. I like, think she's the one who talks. It's a good point. I I think and I think it's been since she lost to Bianca. I think we're in a place where Bailey's kind of like she's been humbled a little bit. I think is what we're hmm. is what we're getting interesting. there. Yeah, because it's been since she lost to Bailey that to, right. to Bianca. Uh, you're right to notice that, but I, I think Dakota Kai has been doing great work. Okay, so now let me point out here. So the, we, there's still one spot to be filled. Um, and, and then so this is where I got the Mia Yim Bailey thing. The only time I've heard Bailey like really talk over the last couple of weeks was when she asked Mia Yim to be part of their team. And Mia Yim said no. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking. So we still need one with the women? In, and with Team the, Bianca. With the, with the baby with team Bian- Okay. So. I up this whole time, unless she's injured, I assumed it was going to be Candice LeRae. Like she's the one who's on the roster that makes the most sense. But now that they've announced that, like the big surprise to me, I thought would be Rhea. Like I thought, okay, Rhea Ripley is in this match. That's the big surprise. So now if it's Candice, it's a little underwhelming. Is Beth Phoenix going to be the last member? No, because you, you can't have Rhea. Like the focus needs to be Rhea and Mia Yim. If Beth well, comes, does it uh, unless it's Mia Yim and Bailey, like disrespected me. I gave you a chance. You were like because the whole thing with damage control is that Bailey is taking these underutilized NXT stars that got passed over. And then they gave Mia Yim this opportunity because she was passed over. And she said, no, she's like, no, she spat in their face and went with Bianca. Um, and and you had the last week, not this past week, but the week before, you had the little backstage with Rhea and Bianca. They could set up Rhea and Bianca in the match. They could set up Rhea and Beth Phoenix. I mean, there's I, the great thing is there's a million ways this could go. But it, I guess just to me is that Candice LeRae being the final one on because Monday. Oh, it'd be underwhelming. Well, because because on Monday, there's a match to determine who gets the advantage, right? Who gets the. Oh, the OK. There's a one-on-one match on Monday to determine who gets the 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 one person advantage, right? So yeah. the way war games works, one person goes in at a time, and then uh, at at the next the person match who comes, starts once everyone's in the ring, right? But but at 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 I guess five different times, one team has a one person advantage. Yeah, yeah. So there's a match Monday night to determine who gets that advantage. Oh, big match! And and my assumption was that the fifth member of team Bianca would be revealed and that person would maybe have the match. 
And I just think it would be underwhelming if it's Candice LeRae at this yeah, point. It would be, but I also don't think it's going to be someone who overshadows A, Rhea, and B, you got to remember, Bianca's the champion. Like, like you don't want to over... Like, she's the champion. I feel like she's kind of lost in the shuffle right now. I agree. Well, okay, so let's... Okay, let's fantasy book this out for Monday. Uh, it's... The the uh, the fifth woman is not revealed yet. They have the match. Yeah, maybe they save but, it till next Saturday. Or damage control wins the match. There's a brawl, but because damage control has five people, damage control beats the shit out of Team Bianca, and Rhea's the one just cleaning house. Boom! Beth Phoenix comes out to save Team Bianca, and that's how they introduce her as the fifth member. I mean, I, I, I just think you, I just think it's too much. I think I think you could it easily is too much, save I Beth just, Phoenix God, for it just, the Candace next. Candice doesn't big, make sense to me. It, I mean, it makes big. sense. It makes sense, but it's weird that she's the last one revealed. I would have revealed her, and then Mia Yim. Right, Mia Yim should have been the last one, or Rhea Ripley, or Rhea like Rhea being the last one would have been. Oh man, who could have who could have expected it? Although once they made AJ and Finn one on one, I think it was pretty obvious where they were going to go. But um, either way, it's a good match, and it's cool because we have no idea who Bianca. What's next for Bianca? Right at the moment, I still don't really know. Or Nikki, I think like the Nikki Cross stuff is still pretty fascinating. Overall, uh, I dug Raw. You got you got better picture. You got a clear picture of War Games. I dug the theory stuff. Got to see Dolph Ziggler. That's always good for me. And uh, yeah, I thought Raw was I thought Raw was a fun show. Well, I, I have to. I, I apologize here, but I have to. I have to bring up one last thing from Raw. Oh yeah, you're really mad about something. Go ahead. JBL and Corbin. This sucks. This just sucks. This is just stupid. Um, and and let me be clear. JBL is great. JBL is a great announcer. JBL was a is obviously a Hall of Fame talent in everything he did at post Blackjacks. Uh, he's just always been great. But Corbin's also great. Yep. Like Corbin is a great heel. Yep. Corbin does not need any help getting the crowd to hate him. And these promos, I don't think I'm the only one who thinks this. The crowd is dead when JBL and Corbin are in the ring. There's no need for it. He's trying to like recreate like this segment they did this week where it was him was the to the two of them in Akira Tozawa backstage playing poker. Were they trying to recreate some kind of APA backs? It was, it was so dumb. There's no need for it. If you're going to have JBL on camera, I think JBL, as great as he is, as a manager and a promo right now, he is a little outdated. He doesn't, it just, he doesn't connect to the crowd. I, Corbin could do that on his own. Yep. He's done it forever. Yep. It makes no sense. If you're going to make, if you're going to have JBL as a mouthpiece, as a manager, whatever, find a, bring up an NXT guy, like bring up somebody who like doesn't have the mic skills yet is not a proven top heel in the company already there. It just, it's just unnecessary. I got a little excited when it first started. I was like, okay, maybe there's something here, but these past couple of weeks, it to me has been just a waste. I was, I didn't like it from the get go. Once JBL, the whole angle that they're going with there is Baron Corbin is a modern day wrestling God. What the hell? What does that even mean? Like, why is he a wrestling god? He's never, well, been, he's never been the champion. Why is he well, a JBL's wrestling, wrestling god? JBL's a wrestling god. Oh, is that what he was? That, that was his gimmick. That was his gimmick. 
Okay, so he's now on the modern when, day wrestling. Yeah, so okay. like at, when JBL went became John Bradshaw late, like when he became JBL, he was calling himself wrestling god. They, okay. Yeah, he's a he's a wrestling god. Okay, and so now he's the modern day wrestling god. Gotcha. That, that, and that and to be honest, that run with JBL as the wrestling god. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle of greatest runs of all time. Oh, yeah, great feuds with Eddie, great feuds with Cena, absolutely. But it was like in that kind of weird era where people were not watching as much. I didn't really watch it at the. I, I've gone back since and watched some of it and learned it, but it was definitely in a time where I was not watching wrestling as much. So it, I think it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. So it, you know, it's it it for people who don't remember it, it's fair. Uh, he's like he, but he was great in that role. He was a great heel. But again, you know, Corbin, and, and I have another bone to pick with Corbin. Can we do something with the ring gear? This His ring gear sucks right now. <laughs> like, like, he's had, like, one of my favorite all-time gimmicks, not just Corbin, just anybody, was Constable Corbin. I love Constable Corbin. I love the name. I love him going out in the ring and basically basically wrestling in a full three-piece suit. Yep, he's got the three-piece. It was, it was awesome. Now he's wearing, like, this weird... What singlet. about Sad Corbin, where he's wearing the beater and he's got the love it, stain? love it, loved Sad Corbin. I thought Sad Corbin. I most things, you know, like when he was in NXT and he was the lone wolf and he yeah. had like the long, hair. the long hair, but it was clearly like very much balding. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. looked gross. I didn't like that look. But as soon as he shaved his head and he started like doing other things, I was I've loved everything he's done. But this current singlet that he's wearing, that like the colors are weird, and it's is it a sing like is it a tank top and pants? Is it all is it like a jumps? I don't know what it is, and I think it's partially because he looks like he's a little flabby right now, so he probably doesn't want to have a shirt off. But maybe that's what. But let's do something. You can't be the modern day wrestling god and have arguably the worst ring here on the roster. All right, Joey. So before we move on to SmackDown, which uh, not as you know shorter show, not as much notable happened but the things that were notable were pretty big all right so we'll get to that in a second here can i ask you something what is now maybe it's on me maybe because I, I, I didn't really look into it but yo what's an iron survivor challenge man it's a great question uh so we found out this week there was some rumors about it this past weekend Shawn michaels teased a big announcement on nxt Shawn michaels obviously we know but he is now in charge of nxt which is pretty cool yeah. hopefully that turns it back towards the uh triple h days of nxt because currently the product to me is not totally i'm not watchable. dialed in every week like i kind of know what's happening but i'm not dialed in every week on nxt anymore when triple h was running nxt i was dialed in that was arguably the best pro wrestling it was product my favorite show of the week yeah, uh, but I, yes, I tried watching it the last couple of weeks. I, I, there's, I just can't. But there is now. So what we know about NXT, though, hit, over the last few years, like we just mentioned, War Games started in NXT and or came back in NXT and now is on the main roster. We know that NXT likes they like to test things out in NXT before they come to the main roster. Shawn Michaels announced on Tuesday that they will at their next premium live event deadline, which I guess that means. Takeover is done. It's now. I think it's just NXT Deadline. Uh, there will be a new match called the Iron Survivor Challenge. So I got the rules pulled up for Iron Survivor Challenge. Here's right, what we hear got: it. five superstars compete in a in this unique 25 minute match as they battle each other and the clock. Two superstars will start the match, and every five minutes, a new superstar will enter the match until all five are in the ring. The goal is to have the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes. 
Falls can be won at any time via pinfall, submission, or dis- disqualification, which is interesting because usually if there's more than two people in a match, there is no DQ. But anyways. Well, maybe they bring, uh, you know, they're using weapons, you know. Right. But okay. But there's five people. How are you going to DQ somebody? But anyways, well, I guess we'll find out. Um, when a superstar scores a fall, they earn a point. However, when a superstar loses a fall, that superstar must pay a penalty and they're forced out of the ring and into the penalty box for 90 seconds. Once the 90 seconds are up, the superstar can re-enter the match. So it's like a lot is going on there, man. That's a lot to keep track of. I was reading a little bit over the weekend when the rumor came out. I believe they did a match similar to this a few years ago. Uh, okay. Maybe not the exact same rule, but the same concept. Five people, 25 minutes, most falls. I think they did it. If anyone out there knows what it was, I don't remember. I can find out. for, But it, it's not super important. But it sounds like it could be pretty cool other than the DQ thing is a little weird to me. It kind of limits what five people can do to each other in a, in a match. Well, yeah, I think the DQ is just that you're not able to bring a steel chair into the ring and, you know, beat the shit out of the, the opponent. That's what that's what the DQ is for. Yeah, but isn't like isn't some of like the greatness of like five six person matches that they can go out in in the crowd and do crazy shit and they can uh, bring ladders I, in the ring? Iron Survivor Challenge does not allow for DQs. All right, yeah. Iron Survivor okay. Challenge. Okay, so now I know. All right, all right, I dig it. When is this happening? I think at the next NXT Premium Live event. Do we which, know when that is? Yeah, uh. Like, is that going to be January? Up. Is that going to be, like, with Royal is, Rumble? Because um, I know they announced they're doing Stand and Deliver in April in Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, all right, that's fine, whatever. But anyways, what, what, why I thought the timing was interesting was that if it's soon, this feels like a perfect match for the U.S. title. The way things are right now. There are so many people after the U.S. title. This feels like a perfect, and it's all, like, really strong competitors because you got... Obviously, Rollins is the champ. You got Theory going after Rollins. You got Mustafa Ali, who is constantly going after that title. You got Bobby Lashley, who's not done yet, who keeps going after the title. And then you had Finn, who just challenged for that title. There's five people right there. Makes sense. Uh, So SmackDown last night. The the show starts off the main storyline of the show. And this, this is good shit, where the show starts with this story. The story continues the entire show, and then we find out the answer to that story at the end of the show. And we start out, the Brutes challenge the Bloodline, War Games it is. Who is the fifth member for the Babyface? And you got the Usos, the Bloodline is trying to figure it out now. The rest of the show, who is going to be that fifth member, which we eventually do find out. I do want to mention before we get to Bray and LA Knight, which was great, um, I like what they're doing with Emma. And Madcap, they're a couple in real life, so there's going to be on-screen chemistry there as well. Uh, I dug that. It makes Madcap relevant somewhat. He's got a little bit of a story going there. Emma as well. She's got a little bit of a story there, and I've always been a fan of Emma. And then I'll say it again. I mean, Karrion Cross won the match, but they're making their way to the ring, and Scarlett not being involved. I'm going to say it again. Scarlett not being involved with Karrion Cross the first go round last year, I, I and we're never going to get an answer, is going to be one of the all time great mysteries to me. That and the shredder mask that they made him wear. I just and, and you would think Vince, you know, look, look, Vince. I mean, especially with the way he had to go out, he, right. you know, the boobs. I mean, the legs, the blonde hair, all of it. Like 
Vince. I mean, she is. She's a she's a seventeen out of ten. I mean, she is. What part of that did Vince say? I don't want this on my television. It's going to be one of the all time great mysteries. I mean, here I guess the only thing I could think is Vince being like, um, this guy's got to prove himself. You know, I just he doesn't this, this this this. Don't I don't I don't need this broad taking the attention from my star. <laughs> you know, like uh, Vin, very Vince, like we know how, like you know, I don't know. So it just seems which, like everything you think is right, Vince goes. The last few years, at least, everything you think is right, Vince was going the other way. It seemed like, but so speaking of which, I, I need you to give me uh, your L.A. Knight impression here, leading up to Bray and L.A. Knight, who once only, again got together. I need I need to hear all your I have LA is Knight yeah again. yeah. Right, yeah. Like, it's that, a limited fake a, LA night. Limited LA. fake LA night. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 got to, I, I got to watch the promos again and remember what, like, what he said. But I, I'll get you something for next week. And what does he get... says when he comes down and interrupts? Listen here, listen. Right? What is it he says? I don't, I don't honestly. It, it, I'm drawing a blank on it too. But um, th- this one was. I love him. I, all I know is the. Every he's he when he was in NXT, he was he like called himself the superstar or he called him like Hollywood. I don't know. He he has a, a few gimmicks, but um, no, he's we, incredible. I well, think we got awesome. to see it again two weeks in a row. I think everybody loved random Bray LA Knight interaction backstage last week. Uh, Bray gives him the headbutt, and now we're carrying over the story where not only are, are they back in the ring together, LA Knight comes and interrupts. Hello. My name is Bray Wyatt, and L.A. Knight comes down to the ring, Brother, yeah. and, and and he tells, like, you know, you, you came up on me and you headbutt me for no reason last week, and L.A. Knight gets the payback, he smacks him, and then with the handshake, he smacks him again. Yeah. That, that's two for one. That's how I do it. I do two yeah, for one. Yeah, he said two for one, and it looks good on you. <laughs> I, I, I was, it was fantastic work. Yeah. By both guys, especially L.A. Knight, and I'm re- I'm not. I've told you before, I'm not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. I especially look the Fiend. It's cool, but I never understood the Fiend because why would a Fiend want to win a championship? Why Why does a Fiend care about winning gold? It never made sense to me. But I'm into this version of Bray Wyatt because, like, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, they're they're doing a great job of stringing everything along. And did you notice this has been a thing with Triple H since he took over? He'll plant these little like Easter eggs, clues. Where did you notice last night when the I was, Usos, I was hoping you'd bring this up? I was hoping the, you'd bring it when up. The, I was proud of myself that I noticed this actually. When the, I wouldn't have noticed it, but I saw it on social media. Oh, okay. I, I noticed it watching it. So the Usos are confronting Carrying Cross. That's the big storyline last night. Are you? Yo, you the fifth guy, Oos? And and Karrion Cross, you know, he's he's not because he's not trying to make a name off the bloodline, Oos. That's right. And you could see, and it wasn't the whole time because the camera kept shifting a little bit, but every few seconds you were able to see over one of the Uso's shoulder is Bray Wyatt way in the background, standing in a corner, having a conversation with himself. Or I with somebody, him. or with somebody. We don't know because yeah, it could have been behind been the chairs. Somebody. But yes, we we assume it's himself. But it, we didn't know. Like that's what is cool about it too, right? Like I he, loved that. I loved yeah. it. And then and then we get a payoff there where L.A. Knight is seen. I mean, he's under like like a forklift and and all kinds of chairs, and he's unconscious. So yeah. are are we going to get those guys next weekend at War Games? Or are they going to string that out? 
I think, well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I hope they string it out a little bit because the unfortunate and the, the unfortunate ending to this is that LA Knight is going to get killed. Like, right. It, it, it's pretty clear that well, even the if he is making both guys look good, look, one, one guy's got to lose. Yeah. But I think, I think good. even when they have a match, I think he's going to get bare. I think he's going to get squashed. We haven't I think seen they, much of that though since Triple H took over. I know, but I think they want Bray like when he when the switch flips. I think they want Bray to be an absolute killer, right? It, or at least that's what maybe it seems. Um, so I hope it strings out a little longer just so we get a little more of their interactions because they are great. And I also like that's what I call a two for one, and it looks good on you. Yeah, yeah however he said it, and then I also liked you know he slaps him. Yeah, he he's standing out there. He's like, he's like, all right, now we're even. Now we're yep. even. We're even. Bray, you go your way, I go my way. We're yeah. even. And then and Bray's like, all right, this is the most important decision of your life. And he yeah. puts his hand out, really and then he slaps him again. Like that was the. It was like uh, this is this is. I mean, really for uh, for for what was it like? A maybe a two minute segment was great. From I hope I hope they string it out for this reason because if you're right that Bray Wyatt is just going to kill him when they fight, well, then it's going to be over next weekend. Where exactly. if they string it out, you can keep putting them in the ring together, going back and forth for another month if you want, you know? Yeah. And, and that is what will help build up LA Knight, even to, when he loses the match. And this is the, this is some this is a, a segment, right? Or this LA Knight Bray can fill 10 minutes, 15 minutes on any episode Easy. of any show you have. Easy. So if you keep it going for a month or two months, then when Roman's not going to be there for a day or the bloodline doesn't have a ton or you're still figuring out what you want to do. Hey, let's just let's just throw Bray and L.A. Knight, give them a mic and let's see what they do. And it just give them 10 minutes on the show. And, and no one's going to be mad about that because they're they're both incredible. How about last week? You know, the the SmackDown World Cup continued uh, uh, at, at the end of the night and we'll get to it in a second. You had Butch go over Sami Zayn, and earlier in the night, <clears throat> excuse me, you had Ricochet go over Mustafa Ali. So your final four now are Ricochet versus Braun Strowman, Santos Escobar versus Butch. But last week, even after round one, both of us said all signs are pointing toward Braun Strowman and getting a good Haas fight for the Intercontinental title with Gunther and they told us last night, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, cause then they, you know, you, you have these other matches, the semifinals are set. We have Ricochet versus Braun, which we know it's going to happen there. And then we have Butch versus Santos Escobar, who by the way, Santos Escobar stud love that group. They're great. He's going to do the things that Andrade should have done in WWE. I think, um, and Butch is awesome, but then they have the, the, the three, the, the six man tag with, Braun just randomly tagging with the New Day for no reason against Imperium. You know what I did like? At, at Michael Cole's been good, man. Um, they're waiting for who is going to be the New Day's partner there. Who's it going to be? And then Braun Strowman's music hits and Michael Cole just deadpan. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, Cole's the best. Cole is the best. Uh, and... Yeah, like I, I won't jump ahead to AEW just yet. But, but you're obviously uh, just, you're getting Braun versus uh, Gunther. Yeah. It's very, very obvious. Uh, finally, though, to end the night, like I said, you got Butch uh, going over Sami Zayn. And I loved the finish 
of this show. You know, I'm I've been telling you for a long time. I'm hoping KO is the guy that eventually takes the title off of Roman. You could even say that KO has been the close. I mean, Drew McIntyre got super close. You could say KO has been the closest because remember it was a couple years ago at Royal Rumble, Paul Heyman with the key, which was a disaster. It backfired like it was a bad spot. But KO really should have beaten Roman Reigns that, you know, a couple years ago at Royal Rumble. I'm hoping it's KO. I think he is hot as a pistol, man. And he returns last night as the fifth member. I was excited on my couch watch his music hits. I knew it was coming, but even though I knew it was coming, I still got super excited. And Joey, I was really surprised. It, I'm glad they did it, but I was super surprised that it ended. Gave, gave Roman the stunner. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Loved and it. I think it also, they had the little moment with him and Sammy staring yep. at each other, which yep. sets up yep. whatever is going to happen, whether it's him and them one-on-one or Sammy getting kicked out of the bloodline. Because, you know, we also had the backstage segment uh, after the opening segment where Jay was like, I know you're not speaking for the bloodline, Oose, you know, like that. So that's still going on. You know, Jay doesn't want him in the bloodline still. And now we're setting up, will he leave the bloodline to go back with KO? It, it, there's a, the, this is the greatness of the bloodline is that there's so many storylines that they cover the span of the whole show every week and they could go any way. But this is what everyone wants. The crowd was hot. When KO, I mean, the crowd was hot when KO came out. And then even before he got the stunner, he had Sheamus staring down Roman. I was like, I could go for this. I'm into this. I'll I'll, I'll watch a round of Sheamus versus Roman. This is cool. I like, I like, I'm feeling a little broody. I like, I'm feeling a little broody. That's pretty good. Sheamus is great, by the way. I, this, this last, this iteration that he's been with the Brawn Brutes, his, I, I, I'm big I'm big into the aesthetic of the wrestler and the the Sheamus when he wears like like the beater with the with the overalls with the pants. He just looks like a hooligan and it's mm-hmm. great yep. instead of just like the regular trunks and the whole yep. thing. I, I I like what they're doing, but yeah, KO makes it makes sense. Loved it's what it. everyone wants. There's only like we we I mean there's only like probably two or three other guys that it could be like for, for particularly for when it comes to Mania and who could potentially be Roman's you know opponent I think the only other person anybody was would have thought would maybe be the rock right but if he's not going to be at mania uh it, it KO's the guy I'm into KO's it. the guy and he's like the natural underdog and that's what you need in wrestling you get this jacked like beautiful looking man who's dominating everybody and he's got this schlubby uh yep. this schlubby guy who's great on the mic and Love flies it. around it's it's good Let's uh let's hit on some AEW here. Again, uh, if you're listening to us right now, we got a bonus episode coming tomorrow where we're gonna recap AEW full gear, which is tonight. Uh there's a few things, there's three things I want to hit on from AEW this week, specifically from Dynamite. Uh, number one, you know, fighting tonight, you got Britt Baker and Soraya, and Soraya is making her her return in the ring. I'm really interested to see what she looks like, but I really think the the wrestlers. And probably Tony Khan were taken for a swerve when it was last week where you had Britt and Soraya doing the promo. Soraya was very clearly the heel based on the crowd. And and I don't think that's what they expected or maybe even wanted. Soraya was not getting a great response. And I like that the crowd went that direction because, look, you're you got to differentiate between the two shows, between the two promotions. You're a WWE person. This is AEW. All right. 
we're cheering for our homegrown girl here. You're not AEW. You're you're the heel. And and even this week, I thought Britt once again cut a fire promo. Killed it. I, I mean, just a fire promo. And I go into time like she better win tonight, Britt Baker. And I don't believe she will. And it was a face promo. Yep. Like it was a good guy oh, yeah. promo that Britt cut backstage. Oh, yeah. I know you. I know you're. I know you recovered from addiction. I know you've done a lot. I know this. I you, I respect you, but I built this place. Like that's that's not a heel thing. That's hey, this is my house. And then when Soraya did her backstage thing, it was like I'm sick of talking. I just want to fight. Well, all right. Well, it, I just that's I'm a, concerned that's a heel with thing. it. I I do not believe Britt Baker wins tonight, and I think it's a major mistake for her. I mean, look, she's their Charlotte Flair. She is. She's involved in every big angle with the women. She's yeah. the face of the women's division. Yep. And and now when it seems like she's turning babyface, and especially with whatever may happen with Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm, uh, Jamie Hayter, who I love, and I, re- and I really hope she wins the title, especially if Jamie Hayter wins tonight, you, you got, you're keeping Britt Baker babyface. And I think that's the play there where you can kind of pit them against each other finally. Because they've been building toward that for like a year. Yeah, that that's what makes. I'm just having trouble caring about the Soraya Britt Baker thing because of how poorly the Soraya return has been to me. Um, what does this match mean in the in the? And this is an issue I've had with AEW. I only think it means for, something if it works out for Britt. That's how right. I think it ends up meaning something. Right, and it's just like. From the very beginning, again, we had that opening promo where it was like Soraya brings out all these random chicks and it's like, I'm going to save this division. And now she's not connected to them seemingly in any way. And she's not there to save the division. Um, now it's all about her making her big return and people don't seem to care about that. And it's, it's just pretty like, insulting what? to the champion. I know it's interim champion, but pretty insulting to the champion. If you're well, now there's like, the and, and, and again, this is where I have, I, I don't want to act like I'm some kind of like professional wrestling expert but this is again these are like the criticisms that i have of tony khan being the sole like creative guy here is thunder rosa is the champion and she's been injured and there's been this like will he strip her of the title well it's professional wrestling just strip her of the fucking title and put the title on somebody (laughs) like just strip her of the fucking title oh you respect her too much to strip her of the of the of the fake like championship title just take the title off her if you love her so much Give it back to her when she comes back. You have a built-in angle right there. You took my title. I never lost my title. You know what? It happens in in UFC. It happens in real fighting. Guys don't fight for six months. Their title gets stripped. They come back and they say, hey, no one ever beat me for my title. So I get a shot at my title. I never do that with Thunder Rosa. Why do we have this interim title that seems to mean absolutely nothing? Because it's not even the biggest women's fight on the card. It's It doesn't make sense to me. The the main part, the main takeaway from the show, the main part of the show is trying to build up the championship match, which yep. uh, you got Moxley and MJF. I thought uh, I thought Moxley stunk on Wednesday night. Uh, he had he yeah. he was he was uh, uh, flubbing words, flubbing sentences. He doesn't know the, the day, day of the show. He doesn't know the day of the show. Like I get it, where you know he's kind of like he's kind of uh, nonchalant. Oh, I'll show up and I'll fight, but. I don't know, man. Like the champ, your champion kind of needs to know what day you're fighting. And, and he didn't know the day of the of the fight. Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? I thought Moxley stunk, Joey. Yeah, I, it was it was rough. It was rough. That is sort of his gimmick, but he doesn't usually flub it like that. Yeah, the, the, the champion was, needs to be on point. It's a champion. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Well, he is the champion of AEW, and I think part of that is this has been a weird period for the company, so they kept it on him because he is, I guess, reliable to yeah. the company. Yeah. But there's a reason why he was never a top guy in WWE. Like he's a he's really good. He's really good. And I'm not. This is not me shitting on on uh, Moxley. Like Moxley is very good, but I don't think he's the guy you want. He's not like the guy who comes out every week and cuts a promo and elevates your company. He's very good. And he's good to have in these situations because him and MJF is probably going to be a really nice match. And him with Regal and Regal's history with MJF is cool. But yeah, I mean, Moxley's just good. I don't want him cutting 10 minute promos every week. Did you watch the fan video of MJF after the show? This was amazing. I love this kind of shit. So if you didn't see it, there was fan footage after Dynamite went off the air. And it's I guess Tony Khan did the thing. If you've never been to an AEW live show, at the end of a lot of shows, Tony Khan will come out and he, he just thanks the crowd and just comes off genuinely nice and appreciative. And he's he's in the ring and MJF is addressing the crowd totally out of character. Although, you know, if we're to believe this baby face version of him, it kind of is the character right now. But anyway, so he's he's addressing the crowd and essentially. It was burying CM Punk. There's been a lot of bullshit backstage. I'm not allowing someone to come here. This he said this to pull to 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 pull their pants down and take a dump in my locker room. And and he was giving Tony Khan an incredible amount of praise. You know, I we've been through a lot. So we've had our differences, but this guy right here, uh, do it was a great promo. Do we, well, I guess maybe it wasn't a promo because it wasn't on television, but it, it was a really cool moment. Do we believe this version of MJF? Well, so so this is why, outside of Roman, MJF's the best in the business right now. So Because I don't know where he's going with this. Well, I have no idea. Well, we say it's not a promo because it wasn't on air. But, but MJF, I think, I've listened to him in interviews. And I, and I, I'll I'll reference the the interview he did on MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. You don't know what's real and what's not, and that's he's why he's so good. He's the devil. Um, and and here's the thing: he is so smart about the business that he cuts that promo knowing it's going to be shot by a million people. And so so while under normal circumstances you'd be like, oh, the show's off the air, so what they're saying is a little bit, you know, most guys would be like pandering to the crowd and it would be real and you'd be like oh that what he said is like the real him i i don't know that i buy other than there's the, never the, been a real him for the last however many years you go to autograph signing social media he gives middle fingers to children he's yeah. always mjf well and other than him i think so i actually because i was like going line for so I, the punk stuff i thought was real okay definitely um the tony khan stuff i think is p- partially real but partially bullshit. And then everything else. I, I I think he there's some level that I think he's still a huge heel and something's gonna happen tonight where either the firm comes out or somebody else comes out and helps him and and that's how he wins. And he still shits on Tony Khan. And but like, yeah, there that that's again, this is what like when after Helwan after he was on Helwani, he said, like, the beauty of this kid, and he is a kid is that he is being serious half the time and he is being, and he is kayfabe half the time and you don't know which half is which. And that's why he's so great. So it it was a good promo. I thought it was cool that he called out punk and, uh, and I, that part felt very real. The rest of it, the, 
the praising Tony Khan and all that shit. I don't know if I, I don't think I buy it. I love it because I, I have no idea what's going to happen tonight with that match. I, I, I didn't love the build to it with the two of them in the ring on Wednesday, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't need the build for me. I'm, uh, I will I'm say just, I'm just, I don't know what's I'm just, tonight. but I, I will say I'm just over people giving uh, Tony Khan. I understand he's a, a billionaire or whatever, his family, and that he, if it's not for his money, this company doesn't exist. But can people just stop giving him so much? This guy, can we stop giving him all the, like, this, Tony Khan didn't make this company. Tony Khan had nothing to do with All In. Tony Khan, that, Tony Tony Khan's money had a lot to do with making the company. Well, exactly. That's it. But, like, being the elite YouTube channel, Cody going overseas and reinventing himself, that All In that sold out in, like, 10 minutes, that pay-per-view that's one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time that had nothing to do with AEW, like, he had nothing to do with any of this, and I will, and I would, and I would argue that since Cody left, and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega had a little less to do with, um, with the creative, that it's becoming a little less of an alternative, and a little more trying to be a competitor, and that to me will not bode well for them in the future. It's a good point. Cont- they should cont- stop trying to spend every dollar you have to bring in everybody. They have too many people on the roster, too many, t- too much shit, right? Be the alternative that you were in the beginning. Continue to be that alternative. Continue to build the guys like MJF and Hangman and the elite who would never go to, you know, they k- keep doing that. But like, don't try to compete. You're never going to compete. And I think Tony Khan, his company line is we're not competing, but it doesn't it seem like they're trying to compete. Right now, like every time they bring in someone new, it doesn't it seem like they're trying a little bit to compete. I mean, I think they I think Tony Khan likes going for that that hot shot moment. I think he likes going. He likes getting that big pop. Uh, that was also like the demise of WCW was the short term thinking as opposed to the long term. Uh, right. So I, I'd like for them not to fall into that trap. Well, yeah, it's like, why? Why does every young guy need uh, a manager from Tony Khan's youth? Why, why does everybody need? <laughs> why does everybody need Jake Jake Roberts? Arn it's just Anderson, about getting yeah, it's Tully Blanchard, Jake yeah. Roberts. I mean, the list goes on. Of even like I I love the stuff that Wardlow and Smojo are doing now, but like I didn't really understand why they were together in the first place. Wardlow is great. Like, what? Why are we constantly randomly bringing in these New Japan guys that they're giving no context to who they are? Like, just do what got you to the dance the company was made on the backs of these incredible characters and wrestlers just keep going with that real quick here because we gotta we gotta do big dirt or not big dirt are you looking forward to the elite tonight we find Absolutely. out their 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 challenge in death triangle for the titles we all i think we all know elites winning the the, the trio's titles tonight uh i thought it was kind of cool the way that they revealed that they are i mean everyone saw it coming death triangle is said it themselves we we know what's happening here and they just kind of popped up the graphic on the screen. I, I kind of dug the way that they did that. Yeah, they they it was it was fine. It was the worst kept secret in professional wrestling, yeah, I think. Yeah. Everyone knew what was coming. Yeah, the so only thing I the did pop for Saturday night. Yeah, the only thing I didn't love was Pac like Pac's promo was there's been rumors on the internet or like whatever he's talking about like rumors like <laughs> the fuck like Pac's reading the dirt sheets. Like come on. Like there's been rumors of this group. Like just say their name. Say we've seen the vignettes. There's not rumors, Pac. Like we know what's happening. Um, rumors. I mean, I, it's I, the guys who they're on the executive board of your company. Yeah. I right? mean, I, I would have, 
I, I, the, the way they popped up the graphic was fine. I wouldn't have minded them just being like, will they or won't they? And maybe just showing up at the event. But obviously I liked they're they trying, they're trying to sell pay-per-views. Right. Yeah, and yeah. if you, you let people know the elite, are going to be know. there. That's what everybody wants. It is a business. Yep. And uh, it's, and the, and the company is just better when those three guys are around. Yep. It just is a better company. They built the company. They are the, they're the backbone of it. Yeah, I love it. And I'm looking forward to that match is going to be sick. That match is going to be sick. Joey, let's do Big Dirt or not Big Dirt. That's how we wrap up. It's still real to me. Every week, we go over the rumors, scenarios, the dirt sheets. What do you got? All right, so we got we got, we got five bit, potentially Big Dirts this week. Logan Paul. We all know Logan Paul. Apparently, well, first of all, this is not part of the dirt, but it's Jake Paul said recently that Logan's injuries may not be as bad as yeah. we thought, and he may be able to return to the ring sooner than we thought, so that's great. He also said on his podcast that he has contacted Triple H about a match with John Cena at WrestleMania. Big Dirt or not a Big Dirt? This is Big Dirt. Can you imagine? Now it's WrestleMania Hollywood, all right? Can you imagine a WrestleMania Hollywood where you have The Rock in a match? There are rumors about Stone Cold in another match. Cena in a match. It's Triple H's first WrestleMania He's trying to make it the biggest WrestleMania of all time. I'm going Big Dirt. I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, I think I said this last week when we sort of mentioned, I think we mentioned Cena. Yeah. Anytime Cena's around, it's Big Dirt. And if Logan's back, it's Big Dirt because we loved what Logan did. And yeah, so Big Dirt. And that leads me to the next one. You, you referenced it there. It there's a, there's a report. I don't know if it's a rumor or a report or what it is that after Stone Cold's last match, last, last match, that Triple H offered him another last match to have one more last match. Big Dirt or not a Big Dirt if Stone Cold comes back for one more last match. Big Dirt. You know, I was super worried last year about Stone Cold getting in the ring. Not not for, like, his health-wise, but for I don't want him to be terrible. And, and, and at the start, when he was stomping a mud hole into Kevin Owens, it was slow. And I was like, oh, no. But as he, he built a rhythm and he got going and he was freaking awesome. And it was, I mean, it, it was all time seeing him in the ring again. It was so much fun. I don't think there's any reason to believe that he can't be a lot of fun to see in the ring one more time as well. So, yeah, big dirt. Yeah. And then you got the moment with him and Vince. You got the moment with him chugging the beers with McAfee and then. Oh, yeah. McAfee. And the Vince thing was like, oh, my God, that was the worst stunner. I'm like. No, no, no. That was amazing. It's one of the all-time great stunners, the fact that it was so awful. No, no. It was amazing. Also, people are stupid when they say stuff like that. Vince is 70-something. Like, look at that guy. It that was guy should, amazing. He shouldn't even be able to walk right now. It was and he's in the ring taking a stunner. Shut up, people. Um, all right. The rumor is... So, ne- by the way, Big Dirt. Stone Cold. Big Dirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's rumored that... Uh, Chelsea Green, formerly of NXT, who's been on the indies, is actually supposed to be returning to WWE soon. But in addition to that, Matt Cardona, okay. formerly Zack Ryder, could be returning to WWE as well. Uh, and as we know, Matt Cardona, since he's gone to the indies, has said Zack Ryder's dead. So he, if he returns to WWE, it'll be interesting what WWE tries to do with him. But we know I think Trips will let him do what he wants. He's been this deathmatch guy on the indies. He's been all over the place. 
big dirt or not a big dirt if Matt Cardona comes back. Because if Chelsea Green comes back, that's cool. But if if Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona, comes back, big dirt, not big dirt. I'm going big dirt. I've always liked Chelsea Green. She was kind of she had she was like that hot mess character right before she was leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. kind of dug that. So I like I like Chelsea Green. And while I know everything that's going on with Matt Cardona, I haven't watched any of Matt Cardona. So I'm interested in seeing what he looks like as this new character. Where and he seems to be a disruptor. He knows how to handle social media and all that and gain tons of attention. Uh, I'm going big dirt there. I'd be interested in seeing this version of him in WWE. Yeah, that's a great point. Like before, all these wrestlers had vlogs and this and that. It was him. He yeah. started this whole the whole trend of wrestlers like really building their own brands. Yeah. When they have a shitty gimmick and go just go on his social media and be like, I'm going to do it here. And uh, yeah, that would be great. A another one that AEW just dropped the ball, man. He was in AEW for like two weeks when he got cut. That. Yeah, he well because he showed up. I think he helped Cody out in a feud. He looked incredible. It was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then... Was he Matt Cardona? Uh, yeah. He came in as Matt Cardona. Maybe he just didn't want to be there. Maybe he got a better offer from wherever. Because I think he's bounced around. He was in Impact. He was in GCW, which is where he started doing the death matches. Now I think he's in NWA. But he's all over the place. Yes. Yeah, I saw and, he, he lost uh, in the title match, the NWA title match last weekend. So. To Tyrus. Yeah. By the way. Well, they got to get that title on the, Fox News. Come on. Yeah, well, the, the Funkasaurus brings the title to, to Fox right. Nation, right? That's right. So, yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd say semi big, uh, big dirt if, okay. uh, if they just let him do his thing. Just let all him right. do his thing, and then it's big dirt. All mm-hmm. right, last two. Last two for you. All right. Um, we talked about uh, Carl Anderson. Right. And how they started referencing New Japan on the broadcast and how he has it and he has the uh, never open weight title. Yeah. Um, and which is pretty cool. Right. So he was on Corey Graves podcast after the bell and he confirmed to Corey Graves that he will depend defend the IWGP never open weight title on his time. And what I also thought was interesting, the more interesting line to me was that within it, he referenced that he's in constant communication with Rocky Romero who is like the liaison between the American fighters uh, and New Japan. Why that's interesting is because Rocky Romero is a pretty regular face on AEW. He's in a, he's on AEW with the best friends in Orange Cassidy a lot. So it's interesting on a WWE podcast, he's in WWE, he's going to f- defend uh, New Japan, but he's also talking to Rocky Romero, who's also in AEW. Like, the lines are getting blurred a lot here, but uh, Big Dirt or not a Big Dirt, Carl Anderson is basically still a member of New Japan while he's on the WWE roster. I'm going not Big Dirt because while I think that stuff is kind of cool, the WWE audience, especially the live audience, they don't know about any of that kind of stuff. Like if one of these guys from from New Japan were to show up in WWE, I mean, it'd be met with crickets. Now maybe people on television, maybe some people on television would know, but like that crowd in the house, it'd be met with crickets. I actually think it's Big Dirt because... All of him being allowed to even say this stuff to me is Triple H pulling down his pants and taking a dump in MJF's house. And not necessarily MJF's house, Tony Khan's house, because Tony Khan thinks they're the only ones with a relationship with New Japan. And Triple H is like, well, if I want to have a relationship with New Japan, I'll have a relationship with whoever I want. (laughs) All right. Last one. Uh, Apparently, Sasha Banks has filed trademarks for the names Statement Maker, Mercedes Monet. Monet talks and Bank Monet. 
So the question is, does that mean she's not coming back to WWE, right? Like if she's trademarking these names, Big Dirt, not a Big Dirt, Sasha Banks trademarking a bunch of other gimmicks. I think it means she's not coming back, but I would also go not Big Dirt because I'm so over Sasha Banks. I'm over, look, she's a great wrestler, all right, but she's incredible heel, but it's always drama. It's always something, you know? It's, she's extra, right? There's always something with her. Like, she, she's not Hulk Hogan. She's not Stone Cold. She's not The Rock. I don't think she's worth the trouble. She's so extra. There's always something. I'm over Sasha Banks. Not the We're never going to have Snoop again. We're just not going to have Snoop doing I'm over her. I'm over her. Yeah. Yeah. But she's great. They need her. She is great. She is great. She is great, but I'm over her. Uh, Joey, this was an excellent episode. I'm looking forward to tonight, man. How much I got to plunk down for this? Is this $59.99? What am I paying tonight? I don't know what they are these days. I don't, I don't, honestly, I, I don't Whatever remember. Whatever it is, here is my wallet. You give me back how much money I'm allowed to keep. I'm buying it. Absol- absolutely. So we're going to do another show tomorrow morning, and we'll do a recap show to AEW Full Gear, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, good job, Joey. Make sure that everybody, make sure you're tuning in tomorrow morning. We'll talk to you then. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.